It is Tuesday, March the 24th. <laughs> Welcome to the Old World Podcast. I'm Jacob. Wow, and I'm Gary. Yeah, Gary is feeling a little under the weather, and I'm feeling a little over the weather. And between the two of us, we are in neutral weather. We are smooth sailing. <laughs> Excellent. That is true. What's actually funny is right before we started recording, I was complaining to Gary that I didn't feel very energetic and that I was uh, feeling a little bit of a crash. But now I brought the energy level right up. Oh. Okay, so this Tuesday, we've got a couple of updates for you and a very, very special guest. Who's our special guest this week? It is Mr. Greg Thompson. Uh, so, Greg's on the show this week mm-hmm. on the old podcast. He's going to be answering questions. Questions he has not seen before. They're going to be fresh to him. I know. That, was, uh, that wasn't fun because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating note, we filmed, or we filmed, we recorded uh, the Greg portion first because yeah. that's when his schedule allowed, and we'll be playing it somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So we already know what's happened, but you're going to have to stay tuned yeah, to listen. it's... Not a surprise to us, but to you, it is. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad and, we've established that. Yep, that's the helpful note that I bring. Uh, just a quick update from uh, about three podcasts ago, in case anybody's wondering, although nobody probably cares. Uh, the eight-foot pile of snow that was outside of the office is no more. Mm-hmm. It is gone. Canada is no longer a cold and hostile wasteland waiting to kill us all. It's just slightly cold now. It is a cool and okay wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. Yep. Um, so, art update first. We're going to go all crazy this week. Crazy. Yep. Uh, so, we are wrapping up some spring stuff. We're almost done with uh, spring, although the spring stuff is going to be mixed in with the Easter stuff. And that's actually going to carry us for the next little bit. Uh, for those who've asked whether or not there will be a house for Easter, yes. There it's you actually, go. It's done. It just has to be finished, which sounds weird. But uh, basically, we do the art first, and then we put it together in code. Yes. Uh, so it's halfway there, and I think John's working on it right now. You better be working on it right now, John. Yeah. Pressure's on. I like that every week we're like, John! <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep him on his toes. It's fine. Uh, and that's really about it for art. Uh, we do have some mini theme stuff coming up, mm-hmm. um, particularly going into April, uh, which is sort of off-season for holidays. We'll have a couple mini themes that we're pretty excited about, and more details on those when we get to them. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I feel like we should like make this game, but not like a drinking game, but it's like, you know, take a shot of milk every time we say there you go. You're going to kill people from la- over lactose. I know. I've Especially for those who are lactose intolerant. Don't play that game. Don't play that game. That's dangerous. a dangerous game. Feature update for you? Feature update for me. So uh, last week on Friday, we pushed the new update so that you can rename your rooms, which mm-hmm. has gone over quite well. People seem rather pleased by that. Um, and people are doing some really cool stuff with it. So that's really good to see. Yeah. And that was the, I guess that was the main push of last week, I would say. Um, that We did a, a lot of bug fixes, a lot of little things like that. Uh, we fixed some problems we came across with the room update and whatnot. So that has been good. And this week, we are working on a variety of things, uh, namely... Still working on yourworld.com, so that's don't worry, that's still happening. Yep. Uh, we are working on the Outfit Manager uh, liking system, so you'll be able to uh, like each other and play contests every week, so that'll yep. be great. Um, we're still working on the free gifts to replace the special delivery boxes, and that's coming along in strides all the time, which is looking really, really good. Yep, complex system, but... Exactly. Yeah. Hey, once it's, it's, once it's, it's done, it'll like, be great. Yeah, we say stuff, sometimes we'll say stuff is complex, and then it gets to the players, and they're like... This does not seem complex. And we're like, that means we did a great job. <laughs> exactly. When it, you consider that 60,000 people are doing it like every minute, yeah, <laughs> and exactly. then things get more complicated or all the storage that has to happen. Yeah. But, Imagine throwing a dinner party for 60,000 people. 
Yes. Once a minute. But I can microwave a pizza. Doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> microwave pizzas are not good. No, they are terrible. I mean, they're still pizza. I mean, there's yeah. definitely cheese and sauce. But Pizza's good, good in yeah. general. Yeah. But Stay tuned to the podcast for a pizza question for Greg Thompson. That's true. There is a pizza question in there. Yeah. It's great. Pizza time. <laughs> so the free gifts are coming along um, right on schedule, which is great. Um, yep. I think they'll be really good. Um, and we also are pushing a new update for YoPass. So um, sometimes people will lose their phones or perhaps someone gets a hold of their account and tries to log in, whichever it happens to be. Yep. YoPass is there for you in either way. Um, but we, we created a more automated process for collecting information from you so we can speed up. You can be able to get back into your account if you ever do lose your phone. Yes. Before, it used to be that you had to email us and then we'd email you back and then you'd have to provide us ID and all that stuff. Um, so now we're going to make it part of the login screen where you can submit that information to us and then we don't have to wait for the back and forth of that. Um, so that'll just speed things up and help uh, keep our team nice and efficient. And the professor is working on some back-end uh, performance improvements, which seems yep. to be the main thing that he's been doing lately. Um, we found that we were having some chat lag happening because we started to record the number of chat messages that were sent in the game every day. Yep. Um, that wasn't being logged, and it was quite an important metric to see you know, when players are more active and whatnot. Yep. And we think that it's a really important thing to pay attention to to know that if our, our new features are going over well or not, because yep. at its core, your world is a chatting platform. And um, so... And a note on that, we are just counting how many messages are sent. We're not, we're not recording enough. every individual message. No, we're just... That would be insane. Yeah, yeah. we don't review those things. But, you know, uh, it's just for a count. So how many messages sent were sent overall at this time? Um, and we're just monitoring that to make sure that people are still being engaged and chatting and all that stuff. And then when we launch new features, we can see the effect of that and so on and so forth. So yep. That's just something that we do. So that was causing some chat lag, apparently, um, due to some incredibly complicated backend stuff that I couldn't even begin to describe. Um, so the professor is fixing that for us, which is very, very good. Too many calls, not enough batching. Correct. That's essentially it. Yeah. And so I think that's about it for the feature update right now, but we hope to have some exciting news very soon. Yep. I did want to jump off something that you said real quick. Sure. Um, particularly with YoPass. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, if you have not done it, I would highly advise that you use YoPass to secure your account. Um, the thing I wanted to say is that there have been um, a couple attempted scams lately in mm-hmm. which people claim to be running a contest that is run by Big Biking Games and giving away cash. Um, we do run contests, and we do give away YoCash, Yo but at no point will we ever need to ask you for your username and password, particularly your Facebook account. Correct. And those contests are always either run with from within the game or posted by a Viking specifically with a big orange background on our forums. Yeah. They'll never take place in a Weebly site. They'll never take place in a Wix site. No. Nope. We'll never ask you for what you have on your account. We'll never ask you for your password, and we'll never ask you for your Facebook account. Exactly. So um, really, I mean, step step one for the security of your account is with you. Um as we've said before, if something sounds too good to be true, it almost certainly is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just, you know, you can trust a Viking. You can't really trust everybody else. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So keep yourself secure. Make sure you have your pass installed. And if something does go bad and you lose your phone or whatever happens, you know, uh, we do have steps for you to be able to get back into your account. Yep. Uh, but they will stop. Uh, someone who has managed to obtain your Facebook information, which is why YoPass is so great. Yes. I use YoPass on my account. I use YoPass too, because I think it'd be really embarrassing if I got hacked. I actually use uh, two-pass authentication on my Gmail account, which is linked to my Facebook account. Mm -hmm. And then I use two-pass authentication on my Facebook account. And then I use YoPass, which is another two-factor authentication, on my YoWorld account. 
There you go. Jacob yep. is super secure. But I mean, it's worth noting that realistically, no one can access your account unless they have your Facebook username and password. Yep. And the only way they can do that is if you give it to them either directly or indirectly. So yep. that means either just sharing information with a so-called friend yep. or, you know, downloading yeah. a tool that claims it will hack the game. Correct. Things like that. But so happen to need your username and password. Those things will never work. <laughs> um, you know, there'd be... If someone did have the capability to hack the game, there'd be no reason for them to give it to you for free. They could make money off of that. They're yep. never going to give it to you for free. They so would just be hacking. They would just be hacking and keeping it all for themselves. Yep. So con- th- consider that. That's a good point, Gary, and well made. Thank you. Um, quick note on uh, fairness, too, just real quick. This was brought up on the forums on the weekend. Um, Gary's a little reticent to talk about it, but I want to bring it up real quick because I did tell people that I would. Okay. Um, very, very simple. Um, people were asking whether or not, you know, we show preference between players when it comes to player questions on the podcast. We've we've actually answered this before. Several times. Um, and when it comes to themes that are being released. Um, this is a very short and sweet answer. Uh, we value and respect all the feedback that we get from every single player that we receive it from. Uh, and we absolutely listen to it all. And just because we don't have the opportunity to answer your question or release a theme that you have suggested doesn't mean that one, that question may not eventually be answered, and two, that theme may not eventually come out. Uh, we're, you know, we're a team with limited resources. We can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you know something you may hold near and dear to your heart is obviously more important to you than it may be to other people, doesn't mean that we're not going to do it. It just takes time. Yep. Um, and also, we can't do everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and certainly as well, not all ideas are created equal just because I yep. am – the most enthusiastic poutine person you could ever meet doesn't mean we'd have a handheld poutine because if there's only like 10 or 12 people that would ever use it, then there's no point in doing it. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that your idea is bad. It doesn't mean that we don't like you. It just means that, you know, on the overall player base, there's no reason for us to create it. And I will say uh, things like that, if we use your poutine as an example, which has actually been a suggestion before, mm-hmm. um, that is the kind of thing that I would release, but I'll release it when it's appropriate. Sure. Right. So that's the kind of thing I would release for, say, Canada Day. Yes. And the thing about that is, poutine is a small handheld item. It would take us, you know, not too long to make. Yeah. Whereas something like an entire theme centered around, I don't know, cars or motorcycles or yeah. dinosaur bones or something like that. Yeah. You know, it takes that, much longer. That's a lot of resources to, to invest in something that yep. we we we've know that will not be particularly profitable and help further the causes of your world. Yeah. So. And we. Uh, we are aware. I mean, if I look at the forums, I know how many people use the forums, and I know how many people play the game every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that the one number is not necessarily representative of the other number. No. Uh, and that's why we've said before, and I'll say it again, we gather data on the game every day, and we use the data from the game to make the best decisions that we can to ensure the long-term viability of the game. Correct. And that's it. I'm done with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and so we have one other note before we jump into the ever important questions for Greg. And that is, uh, if you do support the game, um, if you have purchased Yocash or Yocoins. Yep, I have. There, there you go. Um, if you have done that and you didn't use PayPal to do it, please, oh, please consider using PayPal. Um, it really does help us out quite a lot. Um, you know, we'd be able to hire more full-time staff to make these items and, and code the features that you want if we were, if more people had used PayPal. Yep. Um, and later on, we do hope to make it a little bit more accessible. But, you know, if you're the kind of person that listens to our podcast, you're probably one of the more passionate people in the game. Yes. Um, and thanks for listening. <laughs> absolutely. I wouldn't listen to me. Uh, <laughs> I listen to me all the time. 
Um, but PayPal really does make a huge difference to us. I mean, t- it would be a difference of 25%. So if you gave us $10, we would be getting an extra $2.50 of your yep. money for us to be able to use for our product yep. as opposed to going to Facebook. Yeah. So. And that means that, you know, I mean, it's sort of repeating what you just said, but I think it's sort of important to know that that means that we are getting 25% more use out of your support. Yes. Okay, so now we're going to cut into the super awesome Greg questions, and it's going to be super seamless, and it's going to be awesome. Hey, Greg's in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. (laughs) We got him in here. High fives for everybody. Greg's in the room. We locked him in for at least 30 minutes. I am here. Yeah, actually precisely 30 minutes based on Greg's schedule today, so we're going to try and get through as many of these as we possibly can. We had, I think, 126 in the spreadsheet to go through. We picked that around 34, and we'll see how many of those 34 we managed to get through. Probably be about six. Six will be around why. Let's do it. All right. All right. Do you okay. want to start us off, Gary? Yeah. So, uh, Lieutenant Emma YFD asks, uh, was Yeovil the original name for our game? And are you glad you saved us, or sometimes do you wonder, whatever was I thinking? <laughs> Yeovil was actually not the original name. The original name was My Life. Oh. And it was kind of a code name. It was never intended to be the, the final product name. And Yeovil came about. I was looking for a name. I was really looking for something made with town, with... Ville with City, and the domain happened to be for sale. I believe it was for seven hundred and fifty dollars at wow. the time. Bargain pricing. Well, in retrospect, <laughs> at the time, it seemed like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought it, and everybody criticized the name. Oh. They thought it sounded like Uville, mm. and people mispronounced it, and people. I mean, we actually had to change the original logo because the way it looked, the font we used, it looked like Uville as opposed to uh, Yeovil. Uh, so that was not the original. Uh, that was not the original name. My life was. Yeah. Hmm. Second question: uh, Are you glad that you saved us, or sometimes do you wonder whatever was I thinking? Gary would be a much better person to ask <laughs> because he's the one who has to deal with the day-to-day. But no, absolutely. It's been a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the community has been uh, fantastic to work with again. It's great to have the game back. And uh, yeah, look forward to see how everything's going to go. Awesome. Perfect. So we've got a question from JJ, uh, which was, who first came up with the idea for the game uh, and how many people actually worked on it in early development? The game ended up being a, a different beast than it was originally intended to be. Uh, it started off as being more of a um, interactive world where you could build a business, you could run it, you could produce items, someone could then decorate their home with those items, so on and so forth. What it ended up becoming, due to constraints and timelines, was more of a chat-based applica- or game. Yeah. And um, the original team was myself, one other programmer – and one full-time artist. There was only three of us. Wow. And then we did have two part-time artists that did some contract work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty much, if you were to consider full, full-time staff, the equivalent of about four people, wow. took us about seven months. That's incredible. It's pretty fast. Seven months is, In re- is pretty quick. Considering how big Viking releases games now, yeah. with much larger teams and much longer timelines, yeah, it yeah. actually was a really... I think we have around 20 people on Your World right now. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't feel like enough. So to do that with only three full-time people, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, in retrospect, looking back at it, it's, it makes us feel inefficient now. <laughs> <laughs> Hot Rod asked, uh, there's two questions in this one, actually. The softball question is, what is your measure for your success? And the hardball question is, what is the most difficult challenge for you as CCO of BBG? 
Well, I would say that uh, when we first took over, yo, Gary and I sat down and really came up with the three pillars that we thought were really important to the mm-hmm. game at the time. Uh, when we took it over, frauds and hacking was a huge issue. It's terrible. And so that was kind of one of our first pillars was to make a, a safe uh, game and one where the people had trust in the community uh, and the game itself and the economy. And I think we've done a great job of that. Uh, I know people – I still get messages every day from people claiming that they've figured out ways to hack the game. But <laughs> the reality is they're, they're never right. No. <laughs> and they're just really trying to, to, to claim something they've never achieved. Uh, the second one that, that was really important is user-generated content for myself. And that was something that uh, I still think that we can do a lot better on. Mm-hmm. Right now, people can create rooms. They can create decorations. But something that they can't do is they don't have the ability to um, actually create their own decorations and they don't have the ability to create their own uh, experiences. For example, let's say they want to create an interactive room where if you were to open up a door, it triggers a different event, different sounds play, different rooms open up, get unlocked. Um, So to create interactive um, missions and that kind of thing. So it's something that I believe long term we can do a lot better on. And the third one is community engagement. And again, it's something I think we've done a a good job on, but it's something we can continue to do better at. And with respect to the community engagement part of it, it's a challenge because on one hand, you want to reach out to the community, you want to get their feedback on everything. And on the flip side to that, you can't take everyone's feedback and implement it. So you end up having to disappoint some people um, and even the, the feedback that you do take, you often end up taking it and modifying it. And so even the people who give the feedback directly are sometimes disappointed. So there's a balancing act between uh, taking the feedback but also producing something that the majority of people will enjoy and use. Yeah, I mean it's really tricky. You have to have your own vision really. And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's a challenge. But We still like to get the feedback. It's just we can't oh, always take it. Um, at face value and just run with it. Exactly. There has to be modifications. And so the second part of that question was, what was the most difficult challenge for you as CCO of BBG? I would say the hardest job that I have is managing the, the staff that work below me and that work below my direct reports. The reality is when you have uh, a company over 50 people, you start to find that um, – you have people have different motivations for wanting to show up to work. People have a different vision as to what they may see a product wants to be, and so it's about unifying everybody into a single vision, trying to get them to work towards a common goal. And I mean, there is also the aspect of where product goes and where the ultimate vision for the product is. But a large portion of my day and my effort is spent towards aligning people to go towards a certain direction. Awesome, that's a good answer. Better than the one I would have given. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like finding more peanuts because there's no peanuts. There's no peanuts left. Well, no, of course there's not. Oh, Remember, that's a travesty. Well, Kill Jets. Oh, that's, no, that's true. That's we, true. We're a peanut-free environment now. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We try real hard not to kill Jess. I actually have a little stash of peanut bars in my office. <laughs> oh, I don't oh. know how they got there, but I think as opposed to being thrown out, someone thought they'd give me these yeah, peanut here's bars. these peanut bars just in case you ever need to commit murder. So I got some contraband in my office. <laughs> Uh, so I've got one from Jasmine Cat here, our Jesse lawyer. Cat? Jasmine Cat, our our lawyer friend. Yeah. Um, what was the deciding factor that ultimately convinced you to buy your world back from Zynga? 
Well, the community played a huge part in it. I mean, there's there's multiple aspects to it. One of them is the community pushing so hard for it. I mean, it was great to see that. Yep. The second one is we did see an opportunity to take the game as to where it was. It was kind of seemed like it wasn't being managed as well as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and improving upon that. And the third, it was just cool to have the opportunity to get it back. It's something that when I sold it to Zynga, I don't regret the sale, but I did miss the community, did miss the the act of running the game. So it was always nice to get it back and uh, be able to sort of see some of the ideas that I thought could have been integrated into the game that never would, sorry, that never were Mm -hmm. while Zynga was running it. Awesome. Um, we actually have a follow-up question from Jasmine Cat on that, too. And Ooh. she asks, can you share some early game design concepts that never quite made it off the drawing board? So one thing that never made it into the game that I originally thought would be quite important and maybe not important but a fun thing for people to do is to play more games together. And that may not have been based in a good idea. I'm not really sure yet. But I remember thinking of Microsoft had this site called The Zone way back, and I believe it was like 1995 or something <laughs> like that. Wow. That was where people could go online, they could play checkers, chess, reversey. Oh, I do remember that. A whole bunch of these classic board games. And I thought, you know what, it could be fun if people could just sort of interact with each other over playing games as well. Yep. And it's something that I also considered maybe the casino could have with poker, could have with blackjack, and have that interaction as well it's something that never got fully implemented and or actually implemented at all the closest we had to t- was tic-tac-toe yeah. <laughs> um and if anybody has been around since the beginning you'd know when people are like tic-tac-toe you win it was really the f- the start of where people tried to game the system that they would purposely lose to earn coins and it right was a, yeah, yeah, yeah it ended up being a disaster more than <laughs> than a help but that was something that we originally thought would be d- good in the game for something for people to do whether it would or not i still don't know it wouldn't be my number one priority to implement right now Mm -hmm. but that is one feature awesome um so fofi's got a question uh and only one apparently why sell yoville uh back in 2008 to zynga so when you run your own company for a number of years now, granted, I do live in Canada, so we do have health care. We do have uh, those types of support systems even if you don't have a job or you are self-employed. However, there is always the concern when you're self-employed is what if I was to get disabled in an accident? What if I was to get hurt in a big way and I wasn't able to work again? Um, I didn't have a pension to fall back on. I didn't have those types of mm-hmm. um, things to to keep me supported. So it was really nice to get to the point where I was financially stable that I could theoretically um, have a failure in the future in a business or I could get hurt and I'd still be able to take care of myself. Um, so it was more of a uh, a financial planning perspective right. than actually wanting to. It was really about securing um, the safety of my family and, yep. and myself for the future. Completely fair to me. Cool. Uh, so Autumn Glory has a question, uh, and she wants to know, what is the most memorable moment from the day the game went live as your world for you? So I guess the second time we launched it. Well, I'll start with the first time as well. Okay. So there's a couple memorable moments that I have if we go way back. The first one was when we accidentally launched it, because we didn't intend on launching it 
and somehow we ended up putting it live and having a link to it. And while we were still testing it, I think we ended up having about five or six different people suddenly enter the game and were <laughs> interacting with it. And uh, it was quite surprising. We were actually trying to do load testing at the time. Uh-huh. And one thing led to another. They ended up chatting, interacting, and it was really cool to kind of see almost like the world come to life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really neat experience. The The first memorable, but uh, I, I just call it memorable. <laughs> uh, the second memorable experience, sorry, for the first part was the – the morning I woke up to realize that we had gangs <laughs> in Yo. And so the way that it was being manipulated was if you were to report uh, a person and they had 12 – or I believe it was 10 people report them, mm-hmm. they would get kicked off the server. And so what would happen is you'd have these gangs of 10 people going around and if you didn't join their gang, they would kick you off the server. <laughs> and so we quickly had to figure out a solution to that. But it was just one of those things that yeah. you don't really imagine is going to happen. It seemed like such a great idea to start with, right? And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you don't really appreciate how people are going to abuse it. Yeah. And so while it was kind of funny at the same time that you realize, you know what, people are using the game in a way that you never really imagined and you have an actual gang problem, it, <laughs> uh, it, it, we had to kind of fix it and, and go from there. Uh, with respect to the second time around, yeah, I'd say my most memorable moment when we took the game back over was the day that we were quite confident that we had patched all of the holes in the game, that hackers couldn't exploit it, nothing could be stolen, nothing could be duplicated, uh, nobody could be kicked, banned, uh, not banned per se, but sure. um, kicked off the servers, and... Not only did we suspect it turned out to be actually true that, that we had pretty much patched everything up. And while I'm not 100% that we'll never see another exploit or anything of the like, it's been months and months and months and months since we've seen anything um, of reasonable vulnerability. Yeah. And so that is that is probably the, the, the day that stands out the most to me because it pretty much knocked down the first pillar that was really important to us, which is create a safe community for everybody. Yeah, I seem to recall one of the more emboldened hackers telling us that the game wouldn't last two months, that they'd be back and they'd take it offline and we'd be ruined and all kinds of stuff. And yeah. so it's, it's funny to think back on those memories <laughs> and remember those conversations. <laughs> I remember many late nights laying in bed banning people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed. How did you manage to get 100,000 Yocash? Do pray tell. Uh, yeah. No good answers. I'm a savvy investor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, here's, a, here's a real simple question from Kat. How's your life? How is my life? I would say better than yesterday and not as good as tomorrow. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, nice. Perfect. Nice. Life is dealing me aces. <laughs> <laughs> Let's follow up with a kind of a, a, a cutting question. Kaylee asks, are you dreaming of new ways to separate us from our paychecks on a daily basis or a weekly basis? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. <laughs> I like the way you phrased it. Yeah. The reality is that a very small percentage of players actually pay to play our games. And so we're put in this really difficult position between trying to get more people to spend versus trying to get the people that already spend to spend more. And it's not that we're just constantly trying to make more and more money. The problem is that 
we want to be able to deliver more content. We want to be able to add more features, release new features. And with our current staff, there's only you can only do that so fast. You can only release so many items. And there's we have such huge visions for where the game can go that we ultimately want to be able to to grow it as fast as possible and get there as fast as possible. So we have to try to find that right balance between charging people to to use the game and not overcharging people to the point that it just seems like a money extraction machine, which is not what anybody wants. It's not what we want. And so we try to find that balance. And sometimes the community... Uh, lets us know that we stepped a little bit too far, sure. and we respect that. I mean, we're always trying to test those waters, and we're always trying to figure out what the right balance is. And unfortunately, there's no scientific way to do this, and there's no way to do it without making mistakes. And so we show up every day trying to find that right balance between delivering a game that's great versus um, having people recognize that and, and pay us with their support and to keep the game going. Yeah. That's a perfect answer to me. So HGR's got a question too. Who's uh, that? HGR. 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 Yeah. Woo! Uh, <laughs> what did you study in school, college, university in order to get to where you are now? Well, I wouldn't really consider school part of my uh, education. Mm-hmm. I started programming when I was twelve. I, uh, I'm self-taught. I, it was just something I kind of had a passion for. I misspent youth. I didn't really <laughs> go out a lot. Um, and so when high school came around, I was very strong in math and sciences. And when I went to university, I took computer science. I only went for one year. In the mm-hmm. middle of uh, my first university year, I started a company. And by the end of that year, I uh, decided that I wasn't going to go back. And I was just going to work in my own company. And I believe in my first year, I passed four of my five credits. It's not bad. <laughs> I failed my Chinese Mandarin class, which I thought was going to be great and fun. <laughs> and it turns out it's really hard to learn a language. <laughs> with and, no commonalities. With yeah. No, yeah, and which I didn't really care to learn. And so, yeah, I passed the other four classes, mm-hmm. proud to say. There you go. How about that? There you go. So this is a a completely random question from Thursday Soleil. Um, We did not prompt this question whatsoever, but it's just a true expression of the community and what they want you to know. Correct. So don't really have a question except maybe you can give the BVG peeps a small raise. They've been working really hard and uh, just they deserve it. So I agree 110%. That's everybody's getting a hundred and ten percent raise. You heard it here first. Excellent. I look forward to it. Yep. <laughs> Especially you, Gary. Thanks, Greg. Hundred ten. I'm going to double my love just for you. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. Extra hugs that. and kisses. <laughs> All right. Going to jump right into the next question. This question is from Jovin, and they ask, "Do you have any plans for major advertising to attract new players?" They might be thinking Super Bowl ads, Seven Eleven cups, like before. Who knows? There's no immediate plans, that's for sure. <laughs> the, the the main reason is we just don't have the, the scale or the volume that Zynga had. I mean, when Zynga was running Yo in its peak, it had about 3.5 million people a day that were playing it. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, they were able to do the 7-Eleven Cups because they also had Mafia Wars in Farmville at the time. Yeah. Uh, so if it was just Yo, they wouldn't even have done the 7-Eleven Cups. It was the fact that they had the entire promotion going on. And... 
you won't find a lot of game companies doing major advertising on television. You'll find a few odd ones right now, such mm-hmm. as um, Clash of Clans. Yeah, Supercell and King, like Candy Crush and stuff like that is on there. Right. Yeah. And and that they're actually losing money on those ads. Yeah. But there's more value to them to simply have market share right now just to keep that their to keep their valuations high. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they're making money on these ads. And so from our perspective, we have looked at advertising, but it's more – there's something called uh, paper acquisition where you will pay to acquire a new customer who installs the game. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we're looking into to try to grow the community. But right now, we're a lot more focused on trying to make the game better for yep. the existing community and growing it organically than trying to buy ads and force growth that way. Hundred percent, and we still got so many players that used to play the game that we can get back if we improve the game. Absolutely, so that's yeah. a big focus for us. Yeah, we've actually seen some of those numbers on people returning, and it's yeah. it's really a positive sign. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you have friends that used to play with you, please have them come back. <laughs> please, please, <laughs> we miss them. <laughs> um, so here's an interesting question um, from a player named Mrs., which is interesting when you consider the nature of the question. Uh, what are the demographics of the players? Um, asks. Misses. Um, who's the largest demographic, and is this group the majority uh, of your income coming in? Well, first of all, I'm actually probably not the best person to ask that question to. That would be something that Gary would have a lot more information on than I would because I'm not as familiar with the day-to-day um, revenue breakdown per demographics. Sure. I do know traditionally that um, the majority of our revenue comes from players between the ages of about 25 to 55. Generally, people under 25 are significantly less likely to pay. Mm-hmm. And the players over 55, on one hand, actually as a population pay more, but there's just less of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in our experience, the the older someone gets – the more that they're willing to pay, mm-hmm. but there's generally less of them. So we probably make the majority of our money, if, if it's similar to any of our existing uh, titles, in the kind of the 35 to, to 45 demographic. Uh, we do have a pretty decent breakdown of men and women that play the game, which is nice to see. Mm-hmm. It's not predominantly dominated by one gender or the other. And uh, is there anything else you wanted to add, Gary? Uh, that's, that's pretty much correct. The only thing is the payers tend to be more female. Okay, that's interesting. But the overall demographic is male versus female is quite close, but the people that choose to spend money tend to be overwhelmingly female, which is quite interesting. Hmm. So Guys get spending. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Buy those ladies something nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You don't just have to buy for you. Yeah. Stop give, being so selfish. Give some gifts. Yeah. That's nice. All right, so here's a question from Ms. Smitten Kitten, and she asks, how does it feel knowing you saved us uh, all you went through and you became our hero? Well, I guess that's a... Uh, Nice way to, to phrase it. <laughs> You're my hero, Greg. You're the one beneath my wings, Gary. <laughs> I'm here too, guys. <laughs> I love you, Gary. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's awesome to see the, the outpouring of support from the community to help us work with Zynga to do this. It's been great to see the community come together and help us run the game uh, it's been great to see the community come together and support financially the the features that they've wanted to see and uh, the, the new items that we've released. And so it's great to have a community that has not only welcomed us 
and the efforts that we've made. And at the same time, it feels good to to know that um, there this is a game that people have been playing for years and that they've developed friendships, they've developed um, virtual lives that um, are closely intersected with their own lives. And while they may have an avatar, the reality is is whether you're interacting with somebody online or whether you're interacting with somebody in person, there still is the same relationships that can be developed. And while we'll call it a virtual life, um, I would really refer to it more as an avatar than a virtual life because it still is really someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just as opposed to chatting to a family member over Skype, you're chatting to a friend through yo yeah. so I and mean, you can look fabulous while doing it you can look fabulous <laughs> while yeah. doing it or <laughs> shoeless as i am <laughs> yeah i think we actually had one person ask why don't you wear any shoes why don't you wear any shoes do you want to know why i don't wear shoes why do you want the real answer yes. because when i decorated my guy shoes were not added to the system <laughs> <laughs> that's great and when i added shoes to the system like to the game originally i just never added shoes to my avatar there you go. So that is why I'm shoeless. All right. So we've got time for one last question. I'm just going to jump in and do it. So Mark R. would like to know, and this is the most cutting question of the entire podcast. Do you like pizzas? And if you do, what are your favorite toppings? Do I like pizza? Yeah. Who doesn't like pizza? Right. We've never met anyone, but it's always important to ask. So I would say if I had to have a pizza, the best pizza I had was on a New York pizza tour. So if anybody is in New York, around New York, ever plans on going to New York, check out Scott's Pizza Tours. So he (laughs) throws you on this big yellow school bus. You go around with a group of people. That sounds awesome. And you check out the like one of the first pizzerias, I believe, in New York. Uh, You taste the difference between wood uh, stove versus gas stove, and you taste different crust styles and all types of things what i came to appreciate was the margarita pizza really yes good pizza came to really like it Hmm. and it's simple but delicious more complicated isn't always better no it's it's simple sort of a classic italian pizza that's exactly it yeah no meat it's just sauce cheese some basil basil yeah yeah a little buffalo mozzarella that's my wife's favorite pizza yeah there you go perfect We, we do say there you go a lot. We do say there you go. Someone called us out on it last week. Yeah. We didn't realize we were saying it, but we there do you go. Yeah, there, there you go. go. There you go. There you go. There yeah. you go. You know what yeah. you said? A? A? Yeah, A. There you go, A. There you go, A. Very Canadian. Somebody asked if it was Canadian. We said sure. Yeah. Is it? Uh, no. It's nah. definitely not. I don't think so. Maybe it's Scottish. I. Och. Och. Och, I. Anyway. He's my favorite Avenger. This, I why love I, this, this is what I have to put up with every day. All right. So this is all the time we have uh, for Greg. So thank you very much, Greg, for joining us this week. Thank sure. you. Yeah. yeah. So we really appreciate you having on and having you on. All these cool questions you answered. Um, we'd like to have you on again at some point if we get some more cool questions for you to answer. And we'll have other guests too. Yes. Uh, one of the people that we have on the docket to be a guest is Jess herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are also going to invite someone else, <laughs> and then another person. Yeah, we yeah. haven't decided yet. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's it's one of those things where you know the person has to want to be on the podcast and also have a lot of interesting things to say about your world. Yes. And everyone does work on the product, but not everyone is interesting. Can, can, no, can talk about it a, yeah. in a way that captivates people. And I'm not even saying that I do that or that you do that. But, I would agree with that. You know. Um. 
I find some of uh, some of our our staff are so busy working on the game that they don't necessarily have the time to play the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that can be true. really challenging. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things that the Viking parties are great for. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be good if we had an artist that you come on and they're talking about like the trigonometry of the assets. And trigonometry. How, yeah, like, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff, but it's not going to be super high level, which kind of needs to be. So, yeah. We could do it interview style, too. We could. Or not. We could not. Yeah. Just be like, here's a question for you, Jess. <laughs> what kind of pizza do you like? <laughs> we could do that as well. I wonder what kind of pizza Jess does like. Interesting. I bet she likes cheese and broccoli. Interesting. You can get that. I know you can. I'm a plain cheese man myself. Plain cheese man? Yeah. I like a plain cheese pizza. I like a plain cheese pizza too. Whenever I try a new pizza place, I get a plain cheese pizza because I'm like, I want to know. I want to know what your pizza is like without all that other nonsense. You are an insufferable pizza aficionado. All right. So this has been a a weird close to the podcast this week. Well, we don't even have our closing question in yet. What is the closing question? This week's closing question on the Yo World podcast is... If you had to choose one kind of Easter candy to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mini eggs. Mini eggs. <laughs> we already answered it for them, but I'd like to hear the feedback from the players anyways. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. That's it for the Yo World Podcast. As always, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Yoville. You can hit us up on the forums at forums.yoworld.com. Meet us in Alton's. Come to a Viking party. We post about them on the forums every couple of days. Yep. We have one. Uh, they're generally about 4, 35 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are ready to hang out with you. Or if you need help, you can go ahead and send a support email. We've got player happiness engineers that are here to engineer your happiness. <laughs> for Excellent. The, for the Your World Podcast, I'm Jacob. I'm Gary. I had way too many, many eggs before and this podcast. And I have not had enough. There you go. I'm going to go fill up right now. I said there you go again. You did.